be willing to act fast. There was a time where taking the wait and see approach was okay. Yeah. These days, if you wait and see, you might be out of business. By 2022, you want to become a millionaire, you need an empire mindset. Baby mm. Rossi, ready to uh, drop some thunder here on helping people build the right mindset for the future. Yeah, man, the millionaire mindset for 2022. All right, so let's go and talk about what, what do you think are one or two of the top things somebody needs in their mindset or the common attributes that a millionaire has and will really need in this? Uh, you know, it's going to be a challenging year. It's going to have its ups and downs. So yep. what do they need? Yep, and every year has been challenging, but obviously we're going into a more challenging year because it's a bit unpredictable where we're headed since the wackiness of 2020. Uh, but the two things that really come to mind for me, one is be willing to act fast. Uh, there was a time where taking the wait and see approach was okay. Yeah. These days, if you wait and see, you might be out of business. If yeah. you wait and see, you might lose your shirt. If you wait and see, then the cryptocurrency prices will change very quickly. Yeah. Each time China makes an announcement, crypto prices go down. My son puts in more money in crypto, and he's doing well for himself. And he's but, 16. And he's 16. But right. I share and those young kids go so fast. They know so exactly. much. Exactly. Exactly. if you don't get on the train, they're going to leave you behind. And I think the reason for that, why, and, and that's such a great thing right like operate like a young kid where where speed is not debilitating to you and i realized why they don't have as much fud as old people do older people do fud is in fear uncertainty and doubt see we've experienced mm -hmm. fear uncertainty and doubt because when you've lived a life you've experienced fear uncertainty and doubt so the next time it's time to make a move you slow down a bit because of fear because of uncertainty and doubt you you hand rank you think about it you ask people's opinions and then you got the less to lose when you're young I mean, exactly you, let, you don't fear that you're gonna lose something exactly and and so one speed of implementation take yeah. action faster than you've ever have and the second thing i would say is to create multiple income streams like if you have like only one or two income streams um, I think you will sleep better at night knowing that you have multiple income streams and if possible from a variety of industries yes absolutely uh, one of the things that I've been um, really thinking about recently is like a seven-figure self-talk because so many people have really bad self-talk you know that I'll you know I'll never be rich um, you know, the classics of money doesn't grow on trees and, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't deserve money bad, you know, rich people are, are bad or just that they, you know, I'm, I'm always late or I'll never be able to do that. And they just have that self-talk that sends them down into self-sabotage. Um, I bought this, uh, have you ever heard of this guy, Mike Cernovich? No. He's got a book called Gorilla Mindset. I just bought it and started going through it. It's literally on my desk. Someone sent it to me. Oh, cool. Good yes. book? Yeah. I'm only, I, I'm only a couple chapters in, but I, I read the guy's stuff on Twitter every day. Okay. And he's just down in Orange County. He's an interesting cat and um, speaks the truth. Like he, he'll give you both sides of the argument and doesn't seem to have a vested interest in anything. But he's got this book. He's sold a lot of copies of it. And, and chapter two is just, they really helped me because you know, there, there'd be days where the chapter is about reframing your self-talk in your head. And I find that there are days where it's like, man, I'm just so angry today. And I was like, Obviously, that's not going to be helpful to me. So right. I'm like reframing. It's like, oh, I'm so energetic about something. And just that has been helpful. I certainly haven't said anything about how angry I am. I'm just so mad at that person. Instead, it's like, I'm just, I've got so much energy. I just got to go and put it into something else. Yep. And I believe it. You got to believe the reframe when you do it. 
but that reframing of the self-talk in your head. And again, and again if, if somebody out there says, I can never get up on time, I always hit snooze, or I can never be on time. If you say that, guess what's gonna happen? All those things. But if you just reframe it like, I'm, I'm, hey, you know what? I wasn't on time today, but I'm learning to be on time. I'm getting better at this. And of course, you gotta take the actions that move you ahead to it. Yeah. But that's, that self-talk is so powerful in every area of life and especially Huge. when it comes to, to making money it kind of goes uh, hand in hand with like embracing the suck and persistence and, mm -hmm. and obviously you're an expert in uh, in helping men through that so why don't you talk about those two subjects for a second well so in terms of embracing the suck i mean it, it's just we are designed to seek out comfort right it, it it just makes sense like for survival we want to seek out comfort and convenience and today more than ever Comfort and convenience is so easily accessible. I always imagine the caveman. The caveman was like, holy shit, it's raining. I need to find a cave, and then I need to just put my family in that cave. And then for the sake of some comfort, if I could just find some dry wood and somehow manage to bring it into my cave without the fucking saber-toothed tiger attacking me, then I can light that wood on fire and have some warmth, have, have some heat, uh, dry off our little fur that we're wearing. So that was how comfort showed up. And then convenience was, you know, hey, there's a river across the way, and so if I could just run and uh, this little bucket that I made out of this hollowed out tree stump, it's convenient for me to bring a bucket of water instead of just like a handful of water, a bucket of water that'll get us through the night. So you got comfort and you got convenience and that was about where it was. Um, and you would maybe hunt food and you would pick food and then you kind of rinse and repeat the next day. Do I have water? Do I have heat? Do I have food? Do I have shelter? And then all of a sudden we're able to open up our iPhones and then pull up Instacart and say, all right, uh, I not only want bananas, Ed, but I want bananas that are organic. And I want bananas that are organic, but I, oh, look at I can scroll and I want green. No, 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 I want yellow. No, I don't want yellow. I want just the right amount of brown spots. Did you know that? You can choose. No, I the, didn't how, know that. Yeah, so but then. Here's, here's how comfort I go. I outsource my Instacart to my assistant. I say, I want this, 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 and this. And, and so I don't even know that. Yeah, that so your assistant, can you, if you wanted bananas that are just starting to get spotted to where there's nice and ripe, you can order it that way. Oh, okay. But that level of comfort and convenience, or when you order your burrito from Primo's, El Primo's with extra sauce, please, and then you're watching it on your goddamn phone. Oh, look at that. It's going down Chino Hills yeah. Parkway. It just made a ride onto Peyton, and it's almost at Woodview. It's coming on to our street. Has left, your dasher has yeah. picked up the food. We don't your need has left. Your that level is of... Now on the way. We don't need that level of comfort and convenience. And right. because of that, we've gotten so complacent. Comfort and convenience lead to complacency. And complacency, as we know, kills. Yeah. It kills motivation, inspiration, kills your health. We get fatter, you get slower, you get more lethargic, you lose motivation. And so we have to seek out discomfort intentionally. Discomfort used to be built into the caveman's life. It used to be built into even our grandparents' life, right? They would walk uphill both ways yeah. to work in the snow. Uh, now work is at home on your iPhone while you're sitting on the pooper yeah. and, and you're making, making millies. So all this to say that you've got to seek out discomfort. Otherwise, what ends up happening is you begin to atrophy your mental muscles, your, your, your emotional discipline muscles, your physical muscles, and soon you become the sloth-like thing that doesn't even have the shape of a human who has poor health. Um, so, you know, embracing the suck and being able to seek out discomfort differentiates you from every other person 
in your area, in your community, in your industry that you're in, because most people are still actively looking for comfort and convenience, whereas if you are looking for discomfort regularly, you will be able to deal with the hard times that are inevitable to come, guaranteed. Like if you're experiencing win a winning season right now, know that the losing season is around the corner. And if you're experiencing a losing season, the winning season is around the corner. But if the losing season is around the corner, well, motherfucker, you better be able to handle discomfort well because when it gets uncomfortable, you're either going to run or you're going to stay and fight. And the people that thrive are the ones that stay and fight. Yeah, so two things there. Um, the people, you know, so sometimes I hear from people and they're just like, I just don't have the motivation to go and do things. Is that because they're just so much in the comfort zone? How do you shake somebody up to get to get them out of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pain is not great enough anymore because even people that are like, what are they, what are they called? Like, is middle class, what's the class under that? Uh, like lower class? Lower class, I don't know, yeah. Lower class or whatever, the work, uh, I don't know what it's called. But whatever the lowest class is, still has it pretty good, man. Their toes aren't sticking out of their shoes. Like, remember, the lowest class before, they would go to sleep hungry. Right. Their f toes were sticking out of their shoes. The lowest class these days just has last year's Jordans right. on. They have an iPhone 11 or 12, <laughs> right? And so, truth is, most everybody is pretty darn comfy with where they're at. Yeah. And so, the pain isn't great enough to create... You know, you know what creates great motivation? Pain. Pain of losing of sleeping in the streets, of losing shelter, pain of losing a loved one. Mm -hmm. When your loved one, his or her standards are so low that they'll accept you as the shitty human that you are, you have no reason to show up as the best person to impress her or him. But if all of a sudden she raises her standards, you start feeling the pain and pressure of higher standards and you're either gonna shape up or you're gonna have to ship out. Got it. And so motivation is directly tied to the amount of pain you're experiencing. And even the lowest class, financial class, or however you want to define people, life is still too good for them. Yeah, and then the last thing is like, talk about the persistence that people need to have. I, the way that I always describe it is if you're an entrepreneur and you wanna be successful, there's gonna be days where your spouse hates you, your dog ran away and someone punched you in the stomach and you're going to have to show up and be and perform at a higher level than everybody in your company because that's what you're supposed to do as the entrepreneur and nobody's going to care about it and no one wants to hear you whining or complaining because you're the you're the person who owns the company so that's like the persistence that somebody has to have how do you go and help them build that yeah well i, I think persistence again is a byproduct of constantly pushing yourself through adversity when you look at the level of depression that's out there today and, yeah. and how 400% increase in medications that are prescribed to, to, to help people cope with depression, with anxiety, with overwhelm, yet the government's handing out money like it's going out of style. People are experiencing these things. Like, I do believe depression and anxiety is real. Hell, I've had an anxiety attack before. But I think like 99% of anxiety and depression that people are experiencing can be solved by constantly, one, having a great morning and evening routine yeah. that's designed to win, two, having good, decent habits, mm -hmm. and, and three, actually do hard shit so that you become a hard individual and you will have persistence. It, again, most people have just succumbed to complacency, comfort, convenience, 
and there is no place for persistence in that neck of the woods. There just isn't. Um, but, but we are headed towards worse times, and sadly, it's going to take really bad times for people to realize how tough they are, how much persistence they have, how much resiliency and resourcefulness they're able to muster up. But when, again, the pain isn't great enough, why am I going to be persistent? It's, it's almost like we have to step back and become more wild. And, yeah. yes. and you, know, you have to become more wild. You have to spend more time in nature. You have to spend more time suffering. You have to spend more time away from medications. You have to t spend more time away from electronics. Um, like, I don't know of any single person that did a really hard, tough workout, ran a tough marathon, did a really intense Spartan race or mud run, and then went... God, I feel horrible. Like, everyone's like, fucking A, man, yeah. I fucking crushed it. You show me one person who finishes something tough, even like in the, when someone's in the, like one of my friends recently sold his business for big amounts of money. But it's, it's been three years in the making. Mm -hmm. He was like, fucking A. Like, even though it was three years of near divorce for him and, and lots of alcohol to cope with everything, he just stayed persistent in the outcome, and then he was like, bam, man, I feel like a fucking stud. I'm ready to take the next company to the moon. I'm like, you're not even going to take a break? <laughs> you know, but, but that's what winning does. And I don't think, shout out to Tim Grover, by the way, winning. Uh, I don't think people are stacking wins anymore, not even tiny wins. They're yeah. just kind of mediocrely getting by, and so they forgot what winning feels like. Yeah. And when I win, the next win, I'm more persistent to get the next win. Yeah, and, and winning brings good people into your life. And I think the last thing to, to add to this is, you know, grow that network. You got to have more people on your side. The more people you know, the, the uh, you know, I wouldn't say the easier everything is going to be, but the simpler, uh, there's going to be more opportunity. And I know that you're having an event in January where you're going to bring people together, a mastermind or something like yes. that. So tell people how they can grow their network by coming and hanging out at your event. Yeah, so so check this out, guys. On January 21st, I'm having my annual one-day mastermind. For anybody that wants to come, it's like 900 bucks, right? And I charge $100,000 for a year of coaching with me one-on-one, -on -one, so you can imagine this is a pretty smoking deal. Now, our, our, our learning center can only hold 65 people, so uh, we're more than half full, truth be told. But like, like there's a great opportunity to come and network with other like-minded people. Go to a event that Craig is hosting. Go to an event that someone is like live events, conferences, seminars, mud runs, anywhere where the, the 1% is hanging out. Hell, anywhere where the 5% of society is hanging out. Places that, that you will find winners you should be buying tickets to and access to because you will end up building a relationship with someone who can then help you grow your net worth, mm -hmm. right? It first starts off with like building a network of winners and then soon a network of winners go, hey man, you and I are pretty sharp. Do you wanna start a podcast together, a mastermind together, a business, a franchise, a supplement company together? And soon like you're an industry changer. Yeah. But if you're like sitting on the couch just liking all of their <laughs> shit, but not following the dude in person, shaking hands, breaking bread, uh, contributing, uh, by asking questions at a live event, you are missing out, man. That network piece is monumental. Yeah, it, it truly is a game changer in both your uh, professional and personal life. So get out. Get out in out. 2022. Get out of your house. Get out of your uh, phone and get into the real world. What kind of socks are those? 
Those are beautiful socks. These are uh, Amazon special, like 12 bucks <laughs> for 20 pairs. I love it. Very yeah. colorful, like you. Yes, yes. They're, uh, they, if you will hunt, get on these. Get on the <laughs> sock game. <laughs> Those are not if you will hunt socks. They, they should, are not. They should be. All but right, should so, be. but get out of your house in 2022 and go see some people. And with that, folks, we want to let you know that we love and appreciate when you take screenshots of these episodes and share it on social media and tag myself and Craig. So please go ahead and do that. Share this episode with your friends and family. And as always, leave us a five-star review and a comment on YouTube and iTunes so that we can continue to reach and impact more people. We'll see you guys later. Mm -hmm.